Good morning, everyone. It's a big honor for us to, to be here. Um, this is the updated picture of our family. Um, my daughters always uh, intentional say, you need to keep updating the pictures. <laughs> uh, I was looking at, uh, to the previous picture you showed, and uh, I think that was our last Christmas in a previous house. It was an apartment floor at the 14th floor. And the lift was broken for one entire year. Um, and, you know, uh, they were so brave, going to school every day by the stairs, 547 stairs. I'll never forget that. Um, it's a great exercise. Um, um, yeah, great for your cardio, uh, terrible for your knees. But um, it, was, it brings us a lot of memories. Um, but um, Alice is not here with, uh, with us today. Um, she is now uh, in Portugal with her parents uh, for a family situation. Um, I'll be joining her um, next week as we go back to, to Maputo. Raquel uh, and Mariana, they um, came from the cornfields of Indiana uh, to, to be with me uh, this, this weekend. So... Um, uh, sorry to all of those who are celebrating Mother's Day. Um, today, um, it's my Father's Day for me. So um, I'll be spoiled by these two young girls. Um, it's been a pleasure to, and, and it's an honor for me to, to be able to visit you um, this morning. And, and I, want, I, I would like to start my presentation this morning uh, thanking you and, and saying how much how important it is uh, for us to have family here in Plantation uh, praying for us. It's, it's, it's a lot of amazing things that God is doing with us and we have the opportunity to share with other people what, what God is doing in Mozambique. But we can never forget those prayer warriors that are behind the scenes uh, um, holding our arms as we, as we do the ministry. So... Um, you, you can for sure say that you uh, have a mission field in Mozambique and I want you to hone it uh, as a church. Uh, you may not be there. I hope you can visit this one day. But uh, be sure that this is also your work. And uh, it, it's fine to work in a place where you are not physically present. These are the days where everybody talks about remote work. So it's fine. You live in Florida, but you work in Mozambique. You can tell people that it's, it's okay. So uh, the next slides I would like to, to show you will show a little bit of our ministry there. Um, a good portion of our ministry is compassion, and specifically at the hospital, the central hospital in Maputo, uh, very poor conditions where um, the patients come from all over the country. is the only place in the, in the country where there is chemotherapy uh, treatments. So um, you, you can imagine the state, the health conditions that the patients come, and, and my wife particularly has been giving away their life, her life, um, for these these children and, and, and youth and, and, and adults. And I found this uh, picture interesting because it doesn't take a lot, just uh, recycling 3D glasses to bring a, a smile to to a child that is in hospital for three or six months. Uh, with not a lot of hope to, to recover completely, but this is what we try to, to do to serve the patients there, to give them what they need, to complement their, their food, uh, the, 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 to give them some 
clothing and hygiene uh, articles and, and uh, try to show them the love of Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, most of all, showing them the love of Jesus through the acts of love that we, we do and we serve them. And it is ama amazing to, to see how small gestures initiate a conversation that what we're doing for you is nothing compared to what Jesus did for you. And this is a great opportunity to also introduce the, the gospel to these patients. Another area that we have been involved is education, is teaching. And I've been blessed this last semester to teach two different classes, uh, Christian Ethics and um, uh, First Samuel at the seminar in, in Maputo. And it, it's so interesting and so inspiring to see a generation of, of leaders that they are really committed with the word of God that they want to serve. So uh, as you pray for our ministry in Mozambique, remember these young leaders that they are studying the Bible. They want to, to respond to the Great Commission call. They, they want to serve their own churches. And it's amazing to see a, a new generation of leaders with many limitations, of course, but still a, a great commitment uh, with God. And uh, we have the blessing to be part of that through teaching, uh, not only at the seminar. I've, I've been honored to, to teach the Bible and study the Bible together with, with the staff of an orphanage uh, outside Maputo. And there's been an amazing journey to see uh, people growing in their faith and in their commitment and also in their engagement uh, with scriptures. Another area is the sports ministries that we develop. We, we all know how sports play an important role in the communities. And it's so easy. You, you go to a community, we bounce a ball, and 200 kids come. Uh, so um, actually, for those who love numbers, it's an easy an easy thing, but we want more than numbers. We want more than kids coming to, to play with the ball. We want them to have this opportunity to understand uh, how relationships are formed, how, how we can, through the interaction with youth and children, uh, actually have an opportunity to connect. And as we look around and see the communities with the need, we use sports and churches. We help the churches to use sports to, to make a bridge to the community and, and have an, an access and an opportunity to minister to them through, um, through Bible study, through Discovery Bible, to, to, to conversations that will lead to spiritual uh, conversations. And I, we have been blessed to serve in Mozambique also uh, through this area. Another area is the resource printing. Um, as you can imagine, with uh, very few resources, not all the churches have the capacity uh, to print Bible studies, devotionals, uh, scripture engagement material. And uh, we started a few years ago a print-on-demand project uh, exactly to serve the needs of churches and, and other agencies that they want. They need printed materials so they can uh, do the ministry well, so we have been blessed to, to print all sorts of, of, of books to help other churches and, and other ministries to succeed as well. Uh, it's, uh, our agenda is God's agenda. It's not our own thing. We want to serve everybody and make sure that all those serving in the field have what they need to, to serve. Um, and this brings me to a last a last one, a last slide, uh, that is this Bible project that the pastor just um, mentioned. Um, 
Before I move to the Bible, the Bible project, I, I'm, I would like to, to share a story about this Bible. This Bible, like you see, I, I was walking in a market probably three years ago, and I, I saw this lady selling fabric in the market, but she also she was reading the Bible, this Bible. And I was quite shocked when I, when I saw this lady, and I, I started a conversation with her, saying, is, is that your Bible? What are you doing? Why are you reading that Bible? And she started sharing how important it was for us, for her, to, to spend daily time with the scriptures, and, and how important was those scriptures for her to be able to go through the day, facing all the challenges of her life. And um, I, I think I, I said, I don't know exact, the exact words I used, but I said, I would like to offer you a new Bible. I think you deserve a new Bible. Uh, and she said, oh, I would love to have a new Bible. And um, I asked her, well, if I give you a new Bible, would you give me your Bible? And she said, well, um, maybe, um, you know, I, I'm not ready to give my Bible. Um, because it's so precious for me. Uh, there's so many notes, so many verses that are underlined. Uh, I, I will think about that, but um, I, I, I can't say yes now. So I gave her a new Bible and say, well, uh, anytime in the future when you feel that you... I, I would love to have your Bible. To show other people how do you treasure the Word of God that it's not ready to go, but you treasure the words that are in that book. Not the book itself, but the words, what they represent to your life. And it took about two years until I passed that market again. I went there many times, and all he says, not ready, not ready. And there was one day that I went there, and she said, Pastor, and she calls me Pastor. Pastor, I have my Bible for you. And I, I got that Bible and I was so happy to see how even she had a new Bible, that one has still so much value and story for her own life, her own experiences. And this led us to think how difficult it is to people, for people to get a Bible. Um, if, if you want to have an idea, a, a seminar student who wants to purchase a study Bible, that represents a month salary. And we can't imagine now how many of us would, would be willing to give a salary uh, for a Bible. Uh, it's gonna, it would, would be very difficult. And even the more economical Bibles, they probably represent a week of work for, for most of the, the people. So we want to, to people to, to have access to the scriptures, but not have access in, a ter in terms of uh, the ability to purchase, but also to uh, ability to read and understand. So we had these Bibles from, they were translated in the 15th century, and in Portuguese, that is the, the official language, and we, we found it many times, even for the students of the seminar, to understand some of the, the terms and um, we, we, we thought that, well, we, we want to make the scriptures available, but also understandable for people. And if, mainly for the newer generations, uh, children and youth, that some of these words do not make uh, any sense for them nowadays. We want to find a translation of the Bible that really resonates with, 
with their lives, with their day-by-day life. So we, we started a few months ago with a, a massive Bible project. We want to raise for 5,000 Bibles to be printed and shipped directly to Mozambique. And um, I'm glad to share with you now that we have raised the 2,000 number. So we raised already for 2,000 Bibles. Um, and um, please pray with us. Uh, we have been uh, so blessed to see the generosity of the body of Christ uh, standing up for us and, and saying, I, I want to be part of that. And uh, we're really thankful uh, that the Bible will be uh, accessible and made available to, to many families, to many young, uh, young families and young children to, to, serve, to, to see, to engage with, with Scripture. Because we don't want people just to own a Bible and thinking that owning a Bible, it, it, they can check the box. Or even reading the Bible. How many times we read the Bible just to check a box? I read the Bible. But we want true engagements. Uh, we want to create opportunities for uh, people to read the Bible and, and, and understand that the Bible is for them. The Bible tells the story of God, tells the story of God's redemption, God's message of salvation for the humankind, but also tells them story, tells our story, your story. And we want people to engage with the scriptures in a way they can grow to, in maturity, um, and uh, please help us uh, praying um, to the great opportunities we have in Mozambique to serve uh, this, this generation. Um, this has been uh, our journey. Um, they only saw this picture in the first service because otherwise I would not be allowed to, to put this PowerPoint together. Um, this picture was taken June 28th. 2007, um, 16 years ago, and this is the first time we ever have a one-way ticket to Mozambique. This was the day that we had to the airports, and we left everything uh, behind. We we left uh, nice apartments. Uh, we have uh, we had a lot of family, uh, nice things, and um, we we moved to Mozambique without even knowing what. What's going to happen? And, and many people, when we share about our journey to, to Africa, to Mozambique, they, they always ask, oh, how difficult was that to go to Africa? How much we have to sacrifice? And, you know, uh, sometimes you say, yeah, we have to sacrifice a lot of things. But, you know, there's so many great things that we got from moving there. And, and uh, we, we have been so blessed about not only leaving behind a lot of things in our life, but also um, embrace the new things that God has for us in, in, in Mozambique and adapting to a new school, to a new country, uh, to a new culture. Um, there's so many new things, but um, it has been an adventure so far, right? Am I right? Thank you. Um, and and um, this is how we see how grateful we, we are for God's designing our paths as we go and be sure every day that you are, we are doing what we are supposed uh, to do. And, and my challenge today um, for you is, is to ask you this same question. What 
You know, if we, if you look at what Jesus says, I think it's even more radical because he's not saying only for us to deny our appendix. He's asking us to deny everything. To take to to deny all of those things that we like so much. All of those things that keep us here uh, attached to this to this heart. Our interest is our, our desires and, and um, I think this is a question you need to ask every day as we start the day. What do I need to leave behind to be a follower of Jesus? What do I need to let go? What do I need to do so I deny myself today to be a real and true uh, follower of Jesus? Second word from Jesus is take up. Take up your cross, he says. And we may think, well, but what is a cross? What is our cross? So we, we visualize the scene of a cross because we all know Jesus' story and we think about what would be our cross. So following Jesus is not only about leaving things behind, is also be willing to pay a price. And there is a price to follow Jesus. And sometimes that price is quite high. Sometimes that price implies persecution. Sometimes that that price includes um, losing family, uh, losing friends, losing relationships. Sometimes that that implies standing up for what you believe. That probably others around you may not like it so much. So, what is the cross that we need to carry every day? to be followers of Jesus and to be disciples. Sometimes we are ready to help if that is not, does not collide with what we like to have, our desires and needs. But Jesus invites us to put others first. And every time we put others first, we need to put our second, and sometimes that hurts. Is giving away so many things. Is giving away our comfort, our desire, our well-being, and this is the invitation uh, from Jesus. Um, give up or deny yourself. Take up a cross. And finally, follow me. So now you're ready to go. Uh, we are not carrying too much. So uh, you only have carry-on luggage. You are not carrying too much weight to slow you down on your journey, on your life journey. You know exactly every day what are the things that you need to let go in your life. You know exactly those things that will uh, make you incapable from having a, a relationship with God. And you know those things. It may be different for you or for me, but you know. You know the weight that slows us down in our obedience to Christ. But we're not caring too much now. Second, we are aware of the price of being a disciple, so we're ready to pay the price. We, we sign up for that. We said, I'll follow you. I'm ready to follow you. And we say that in the church service. Every time every time we sing about following Jesus, we say, yes, we go. Uh, sometimes we are not really aware of the price that is implied, but at least we say. But now that we know that that price is heavy and may see like a cross now you have clearance to go and the journey is ready and but you need to start because following you cannot follow without action you cannot follow anyone without moving uh, I cannot follow anyone that is walking sitting 
I need to walk too. So it's not only about denying ourselves to follow Jesus. It's not about only about being able to carry the paying the price to follow Jesus. It's about moving to, starting. And as we we start this journey of being a disciple, um, we may we not no need to cross the ocean. We cross the ocean to go to Mozambique, but you, you don't need to cross the ocean to be a disciple. You may only have to cross the street or cross the store where you work or the neighborhoods and and look around you and see who is around you that needs to see Jesus in you because we live days where it's more and more difficult to see Jesus and we live in days that Jesus is continuously inviting us how do they how do they will see Jesus if they do not do it from us or, or, or through us. So the question may be, where is the mission field for you and me? I'm, I'm blessed to be here today sharing about how I was called and our family was called to Mozambique. But I, I, I'm sure that we could all share stories how God has been calling us to serve him. In many places, in the marketplace, in our family, in, 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 the, in the neighborhood where we work. And this is this is what God, Jesus is telling his disciples to be obedient and to follow Jesus. So where does Jesus want me to be his disciple? Where does Jesus want you to be his disciple? Where do people need to see Jesus? And um, we read earlier this morning that verse in Matthew 9:38, And uh, uh, let me tell you something every day my alarm clock goes off at 9:38 so what a strange hour to for the alarm but me and and, and more friends and this is becoming almost a, a movement um, and not in the real sense but um, every every day at 9:38 my my alarm clock goes off because i want to remember about matthew 9:38 because jesus said Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus is inviting his disciples to say, you need to pray for more people. And it's interesting because this verse comes right after the previous verses where Jesus looks at the crowds and has compassion with them. This invitation for the disciples to pray for more workers comes right after he sees around him and says, there's a lot of people, and there we are so few. And I wonder if now in 2023, we still look around and we see like Jesus saw. There's too much people, and there's so few workers. So this is an invitation for prayer. Every day we pray for workers, and, and we, we, we ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into this harvest field. But what if we are the workers that we should be praying for, uh, because it's it's easy to pray for those, send them, Lord, send them, right? Uh, send them. Uh, we hardly say, send me, Lord. And I would like to invite you to consider this. I'm not inviting you to come to Africa or to go to Asia or to go to Australia. Australia would not be a bad idea, actually. <laughs> Some of you would love to. Um, I'm not invited to cross the ocean. I may be invited to cross the street. I may be invited to cross the hallway. 
and look around you and see those, the same ones that Jesus saw, and had compassion. When he saw the crowds, verse 36 says, he had compassion on them. Then he said to his disciples, ask, ask the Lord. So my, my invitation for you today, my challenge from the word of God for you today is look around you and listen to God. What are the three words that God is telling you? Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. What is Jesus telling me now, you now, that we may be real followers of Jesus? May God bless you this morning. Thank you for having me here. Thank you.